Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Are you tired of being tracked online? There's a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more, all for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Bradfo Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradfo Show. That's delicious. The best time of the year, not even close. The time that we acknowledge that baseball season has begun, and that is the Twin Peaks, the third annual Twin Peaks podcast. Rick Porcello and two two other guys who are filling the the sizable shoes of Joe Kelly. This, if I could pour a beer on the ground right now for Joe, I would, but I don't think the Twin Peaks people would like that. Yeah, I would have poured it on the ground if he had signed for anybody but the Dodgers. <laughs> there, 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 he's bleeding there. Dodger blue. There, there you go. Yeah, I told him he's not responding. It's he's, he's totally put us in the rearview mirror, but that's all right. We have Brian Johnson and Bobby Pointer. Obviously taking it to the next level when it comes to this, the third annual Bradfoe Show podcast, live from Twin Peaks. We are live from Twin Peaks. Bobby, all right? I'm we're, doing great. We're, we're live. Look at him. His heart's pounding. We're live. Sweaty, sweaty sure. palms. This is my first time. So. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> All right, well, welcome. Hey, honestly, thank you. I know you guys got a lot to do. Spring training is a very busy time, so thank you all for coming out. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> it's <laughs> our pleasure. Oh, my yeah. God. That's what's We're, going uh, on. What's, thanks for the start a half hour ago. We're waiting for you to finish uh, your wings. Because uh, <laughs> you know how it works. <laughs> you, you, know, you know exactly how it works. So, this is, Rick, this is the third time you've done this. Does it feel like it's, like, turnkey? I mean, does it feel like it's... I feel very at home. Very comfortable here. Yes, very, absolutely. Yes. So, what was the? I mean, what was the highlight of the first two for you? Well, we talked about it earlier. Joe deadlifting um, that man in the bathroom that yes. needed help and aid, uh, and then him coming out to to tell us that he told the guy that I deadlift over five hundred pounds, not worry about my back. And so, and so, <laughs> Brian and and Bobby, you are going to have to simulate that. We have a man in the bathroom right now that you will have to lift up. And save his life. I'm okay with that. Okay, there you go. Well, Brian, you've been on the Bradford show about 17 times. 
So uh, welcome, but this is this is sort of we did a tryout at Winter Weekend. I felt well, like let's go back. I was supposed to be at the first one. Oh, that, well, that's right. I got food poisoning. Okay, that's correct. Remember that? You probably don't. No, he was supposed to. <laughs> he was supposed to be part of it, and he got food poisoning. Right. So instead, no. instead it's of been, it was me and Joe. It's always been me and Joe. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Theoretically. I'm kidding. I'm Instead kidding. of the time-honored tradition of something throwing up after the podcast, you were actually throwing up before. So. And during. And during. So, but you were... but we, Some but, some would have powered through that, um, but, you know. You signed off on him being here. It wasn't... Uh, I did. It, it's two years after the fact. Uh, oh, oh. Then, he, I don't think he, he was ready. Back. I don't think he was ready back then. It, maybe it was now. on purpose. It happened. It was meant to be. It was, it was meant to be. I don't, supposed to. I don't feel like you were ready for that first Do me a favor, take that twinkle out of your eye. And then <laughs> um, yeah, I, know, I wish food poisoning on nobody. Yeah, <laughs> nah, it's ugly. It's That's the worst. Put it no. on the T-shirts. Um, so, But we did a tryout to make sure that you were up to snuff, and, and you were, here you are because you passed the test. Congratulations. People can't see, but he's yes. cr- he's crossing me. Congrats, BJ. And, Thank you. And, and Bobby, you're here because you passed the test. You you did the podcast with Brian. This is, you haven't done yet. You haven't done a media appearance without Brian next to you <laughs> yet as a major league baseball player. But you're here. He makes well, me feel comfortable. It, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you don't see. You're not. Your your facial expressions and, um, and hand gestures aren't translating. He, he, he worries too much. He's just wor- he's a worry guy. So we were gonna do we were gonna do a radio interview and he was gonna come down and he yeah. wouldn't he wouldn't do it right no, when he found he, out when he found out it was live when he found out it was live he proceeded to bail quickly <laughs> and then when I told him I mentioned him he went back and listened to it during oh I had to hear him in the locker room yeah, oh yeah really he's like, hey what'd you say and I go oh, don't worry about it he listened to it after he the had talk. me rattled <laughs> phone up to his ear. <laughs> Are you sure that this, these, is, this has been properly vetted? This is, good, this is good fuel. Yeah, this is properly vetted. This isn't anything vetted. that needs to be addressed on the podcast, but I'm, I'm, I'm recording everything in my head. Well, this will come up later on in the season in the clubhouse or something like that. <laughs> Re-listening to hear your name? No. Bobby. No, 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 no. I said, B- BJ goes, oh, I made funny. I said, well, what would you say? And he's like, oh, I can't tell you. So I was like, all right, I got to hear what he said. Uh, should have been I said, I said okay. you should have been on it. Yeah. He's like, you should have been on it. He says, I made funny. And I was like, oh, well, what would you say? It wasn't I that bad. you should have been on it. It wasn't bad at all. <laughs> he went back and recorded and listened. He made it funny. You've never listened to an interview before, back? Like, No. What the hell no. did I say? No. But if I did. punch out 10 against the Yankees, I'll look at the highlights. But that's, that's, about it, it. that's it? That's it? <laughs> that's about it. All right. Did, did uh, you I can't stand listening to my own voice. That's, you can't? You can't do that? It's the same. Oh, How about gross. you guys? You same. can't? No, I can't the same. Well, I can't. It's awful. I such a no, I can't listen to myself. Tenor. I hate looking at myself. It's, really? It's, yeah. We were talking it's about that thing. today. It's the thing. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Where were we at today? And I said, isn't that awkward? It's not natural. Yeah. Where are we at? I don't know. When do you guys do the press conferences after the game? So. Training room. Ooh. When you guys do the press conference after the game, do you like do you you know the cameras are coming, right? Yeah. You don't care. You care. You don't care. But I feel like that's more for my parents and my my family and my friends. I don't know. I'm not watching that. All right. Well, I, I gave up on that a while ago. Did you see Rick? Did you see the uh, the video of yourself? And I I mean this sincerely. <sighs> do you see the video of yourself after the World Series? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole slew. <laughs> the, 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 the obviously the, the the one that spot was spawned off my Twitter account, but the one any of them. And did you did you see yourself after the the World Series? Never, you, they, you remember they were, that? They were shown to me. Oh, they were. Yeah. By who? 
Many people. Your family? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was good. It was good. It was raw motion. Yeah. No, well, I know. Well, you should. Are you, are, are, do you want me to comment? Yes, I want you to comment. Yeah. Well, I mean, you kind of just <laughs> you, took care of it. It no. was raw motion. You just. <laughs> I thought we were in the trust tree. When we were in the clubhouse, I, I temporarily had a blank that this is just going to go and, you know, be on social media and be viral. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Needed to spice it up a little bit. Just the actual ice bath wasn't enough. I had to. Are you yeah. talking about when he was in tears on stage? Yes. I'm not talking about like you like running around naked. Or, I, don't know, yeah, I, I was. Uh, I think we we're uh, talking I mean, about that's the only here. video. Oh no! No, no. When, you, when you were when you <laughs> were in tears about... of happiness when we yes. when we won. Right? Oh, stage, nobody wants to talk about that. <laughs> you just said you hate. As a pro, I segued immediately from I hate looking at my. I asked you what video, and you're like any of them. Whatever, yeah, you didn't. You, you honestly, you didn't really. Yeah, that was misleading. Yeah, yeah. It was I only misleading. knew it. I only knew that and video. I didn't know that, there was another no, video. You know the video. Look in his eye. I don't. All right, let's just get it over with. No, I first honestly, ten minutes. Let's I, knock it out. I honestly don't. <laughs> I went of you weeping with we- tears of joy. No, I didn't see that. Oh, jeez. Oh, you saw I, some I, other video of you I running around naked? I lived it. I was the guy crying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you said like, we were. the whole theme was like going back and watching yourself and how uncomfortable it was. I know. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't rewatch you, any of it. You didn't watch it. Did you watch no. any of the like you actually pitching in the World Series or the playoffs or say, oh, man, I was really good? Uh, Not in the World Series. No? No. I watched a couple of the Yankee highlight that game. I was trying to figure out what I did with my curveball because I had a good one that night. Well, there you go. By the way, by the way, guys, did you hear what Cora said today about you? About me? Yeah. What? He said that so, that Lavangi said the, the bullpen you threw today was the best bullpen you had ever thrown as a Red Sox. <laughs> And, and, I, and as I, I, I I'll take it. I immediately <laughs> tweeted out. Were you there? No, no. It felt good. I mean, it, it, Cora also said nice. that the bullpen session that Bobby Pointer threw today was the best bullpen session he's ever thrown as a Red Sox. Uh, I don't know. I threw a live VP. Whatever. <laughs> no, but seriously, about but, but your but that's what he said about you, Rick. Congratulations! Well, and I feel I feel it wasn't a coincidence that that happened today. The of all days, the day that you were you were giggly with the anticipation about coming here to the Twin Peaks podcast. Yeah, it's what a day it is it, for you! It's been a good day. <laughs> it's been a good day. <laughs> all right. So uh, so again, thank you for all c- for coming out. You're all at different stages of your career. Where do you want to start, Brian? The test that you had. When we said whether or not you were going to be on the podcast, what was the test? What was that? I had to interview you. You had to interview you. All right, so there you go. You're, you're tight with this guy. You're tight with that guy. Go. Give me the question. Well, I'll go Bobby first. All right, oh, thank boy. you. Get, <laughs> loosen him up a little bit. Um, okay, we'll go. First day in Tampa, your name gets called. What happens? Oh, I uh, my heart went from about zero to... 11,000 beats a minute. When you pitched. No, 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 no. I just, hot. They just called down and they said, oh. get Pointer going. And um, anyways, CB says, you know, get me going. And I stand up. It's it's my first game in the big leagues even. Like, I didn't even, it's like the seventh inning game was pretty, it was close, I think. Yeah, no, it was close. And uh, he's like, get going. I stand up. I look around. 
I can't find my glove. He looks at me and goes, Brian, where's my glove? And I go, Bobby, it's, it's, it's right here. Really? It was right next it to was me. Right, right, it was right next to him. And I said, why are you such a nervous guy? No, I'm not. I just, What's going so, on? So I, I will vouch for him on this. He gets nervous, but then right when he starts pitching, it kind of goes away. Really? Like, right when he starts going, he's good. But it's not in baseball. It's, up until then, it's like, it's just like the antsy. I think everybody. And, there's a little touch and go up until. I, 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 yeah, and I think everybody has that. He just shows his. He just shows his more than most as, people. As soon as you like run through the bullpen, though, it's like all totally different game. I mean, you would never notice it when he's pitching. He pitches no. with a lot of confidence. Yes, there's a lot yes. of strikes and fearless. Yeah. <laughs> I think did, just, did you know who he was last year? Yeah. Okay. What, during the season? No, no, during spring training. No. No. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was getting at. I'm going to be one, Once he got inside the clubhouse, very, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to be more descriptive, yeah. more detailed. You're you absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. I'm taking everything literally. Right okay. Now. Okay. <laughs> that's fair. Get on my wavelength. <laughs> so, so when, did, when did you. So you didn't know him because those guys are at the end of the clubhouse. You're at the. You guys are sort of. You're Brian. You're in the middle. You're sort of in the middle on the other side. Yeah. But Bobby, you were down a little bit further. Yeah, right? he's down towards the, to the bathroom. You were the guys the who were like, you have no chance of making the team. Good luck. Might as well be in the bathroom. Might yeah. as well be in the bathroom. I had one foot in the yeah. bathroom. You had me. You shared a locker. It's 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 preferred real estate where we are. Exactly. And you basically say, I know it says your name on your locker, but actually we're going to use your locker for our extra stuff, right? No. So you didn't know who he was? No. I mean, when do, when do you, like, the guys who are coming in, do you do you actually know? If I said to you, if I had a lineup of guys, would you know every one of their names? Um, I would probably recognize the majority of their names, but I wouldn't know, you know, what kind of stuff they had or anything like that. But could you say that, if you could say, could you say, that's him, that's Joe, that's Mike, that's Steve, that's... Not for all. No. Could you? you? Know, some, some of the no. guys you just don't see. Like, no. Do they have a couple... You know, it's fair. I'm here and they not critical. Quickly and I mean, I came up in the organization... No, I'm just explaining I'm it, Brad, Okay, sorry. I, I wouldn't be able to do that either. <laughs> it's just too many people. All right, well, fine. I mean, that's our job, I guess. But So when did you get to know, when did you know him? Did you say, oh, man, you know what? He might make the team. When you did your projected roster... I don't. I, what is it? What, what is? What's wrong with Proudfoot right now? What are you talking about? I'm, it, trapped, I'm it, talking it's about aggressive. What do you mean? Aggressive? What's not Tone aggressive? Tone it down. Put the beer down. I'm, I'm not aggressive. <laughs> I'm asking you a question. I'm, I'm talking about no, spring training. None of none of us know. I mean, we watched him pitch in spring, and you know, he's got a live fastball, good changeup, good breaking ball, but. You never know. I mean, we're not the ones making the decisions. So. I think I think the reason I ask this is because I think that people don't understand the evolution of spring training, of how long it is, and how someone like my good friend Bobby Pointer here can make an impression when... Don't fall for that, Bobby. <laughs> who I just gave a t-shirt to, and who can, who can make an impression over the course of six weeks. So when did you, Bobby Pointer, feel like that you were going to make the team last year? Um, honestly... Not realistically until like two or three days before the last day of camp. Like when you kind of look around the locker room and there's only like one or there's 26 or seven guys left. It's like, man, I have a chance. And then a lot of empty locker. Yeah, once you kind of just see who's left, and then uh, a couple days after that, I was kind of called in the office and told. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, as we sat here right now on whatever it is, February 19th, to think the February 19th last year 
where you were. It was probably like, oh, you know, okay, you know, I'm easing into things. Remember, my point is, is that spring training is a very, very long thing. A lot, a lot of things can happen. It starts with the Twin Peaks podcast, and then it goes from there, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah this sets the tone. It does set the tone. So, what is the what is? Tell us something about spring training that we don't know, that nobody knows. Go ahead, BJ. Why don't you take this one? Um, I, I, I would say for a, a guy in our position. Yes. Who are you talking? You're pointing to Bobby. In Bobby and I's position, and um, in that sense, we. Um, I mean, I would say I. People put in perspective like, oh, he just he didn't pitch well. You know, it doesn't matter. Training. Spring training. And I would say because I know him, he's a competitor. He doesn't no matter if it could be in a softball game, he doesn't want to lose or do bad. I think it, it, people care more than people play off. For, for me, at least. Like, I don't want to go out there. I don't care if it's spring training. The stats don't matter. I don't want to go out there and get hit. Do you guys get annoyed when the media, though, because we have to, every single day, we have to basically make judgments, right? So you say, oh, my goodness, Brian Johnson, you threw 97 today, even though the radar gun was broken. Remember that day yeah. last year? Yes. But, but we overreact to everything. And is it annoying for, like, the media to come up to say, hey, you know, you looked really good today or you looked really bad today. What happened? No, we expect nothing less from you. <laughs> <laughs> of being annoying? <laughs> That's fair? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Why are you being no, so aggressive to me? <laughs> just returning the favor, Brad. <laughs> but go ahead. Go ahead. No, it, it, it's not annoying. You know, it's... We're living it, but but you have to ask the questions and actually figure out exactly but what's this is going the, on. The, so. the point of spring training, though, it kind of sucks, is that we sort of, if you go through every spring training, you guys probably have these stories about what has happened in spring training that we overreact to. There's always something. There's always something. Like, uh, remember a guy named Alan Webster? You ever heard of a guy named Alan Webster? Yeah. Yeah. So Alan Webster came here, and, you know, Alan Webster came here, and he was throwing 99, and nobody knew who he was. And all of a sudden, like, 99, what's going on? Who is this guy? And he became the storyline of the entire spring training. And that's, that's, what, that's what happens. That's why, that's why we have to put things in perspective. That's what we're doing here. Everyone falls in, the, falls in love with stuff, I feel like. It's like, yeah. oh, he's got such good stuff. But when, when, at what point in time does numbers and results come into account of your stuff? Well, you, not just Allen. Allen was a great guy. He had, he had he was a good pitcher. I like him personally. Yeah, I'm just saying in general. Like I'm just saying, even for somebody like for conversation we talked about earlier, when you're a young kid throwing 99. But I'd here's say. here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Now you have all these machines set up, and you have spin rate, and so it's not even like this guy looks this way. It's all oh, the 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 computer said his spin rates at this or whatever, or you know you know what I'm saying. It's a different perspective. People are making judgments off different things now. Yeah. Yes? I mean, yeah, I, I understand the whole stuff thing. And, like, um, obviously, like, every day you try and make your stuff better, obviously, and you can get good feedback, which I think that's helpful. But, you know, a super spin rate fastball and a 2 count doesn't always work, you know? But that's what they want us to believe, right? No? I mean, you're no. also talking about a 2 count. No. Who, who wants you to do that? I don't that? know. I mean, Who's they? The, 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 the people who are saying who looks good in spring training. They said, that guy looks really good. That guy but looks really that's, good. That's the spring you. Rate that's, 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 but that's, you. The, that's, the, that's not us. That's basically like the whoever we're talking to, the pitching coach, the manager. They say, who, who looked good today? Oh, that guy looked really good. Yeah. Well, what else are they supposed to say? I, know. I, I mean, don't they, know. They, I, mean, they, I mean, you have to that's say something. Point. You can't just sit there and Unfortunately, 
spring training, it, it's it's hard to get earth-shattering news on. I mean, it's it's spring training. But like I guarantee, like when they when Cora was talking about his bullpen today, it wasn't about his depth on his two seam. It was probably because the glove didn't move for thirty pitches in a row. Is that what it was, honestly? It wasn't 30 in a row. It was like 27. Wait, would you have classified <laughs> <laughs> Would you have classified it as your best bullpen since you've been here? I don't know. I've thrown way too many bullpens to classify Well, what made one. it? Bobby brings up a good point. What made it so good? No, I, I, I had good life on the ball. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <You're good. laughs> um, no, nah, made some adjustments on the changeup. Got some good, good results today. Um, but... You know, that's all it is. It's one bullpen, and you got to keep building off of that. we got a long way to go before the start of the season. It's a month and whatever, two weeks or something like that, and you got to <clears throat> keep building up arm strength, and, and whatever you're feeling good with now, you got to maintain that over the course of the next month and a half, and sometimes that can be harder to do than, than you might realize. It, it requires a lot of body control and knowing exactly where you are in your delivery and your lanes and what corners you're throwing to and all that sort of stuff, so... You know, at this point, a good bullpen, positive. Let's keep building off of it, but that's all it is, is a good bullpen. So it's hard to get too excited about that sort of stuff. If you went to back to February 19th of last year and you said, this is the season I'm going to have. I'll start with you, Rick. You said, this is how I feel. This is how I'm pitching. I feel that I'm going to have this type of the season. Good, better or worse than where you landed? And I'm not talking about winning the World Series. I'm about you personally. At this point last year, did you feel like, I feel pretty good, I, I have an idea, I'm going to land where I ended up landing? No, not at this point. No. I mean, there's a lot that, that goes into it. And I made two adjustments about a week before the season started that, that got me locked in, and, and I went on a nice run early on in the year because of it. So, no, I mean, I feel like I'm pretty confident about the year that I had last year. I always feel like there's room for improvement in a lot of things that I can get better at, but you know, it's too hard to, to figure out where you're at. And, and honestly, you go out there and you make two starts in the first two weeks of the season, something's not working or something is working, and you build off of that, and you might go a little bit of a different direction. So um, I don't even really project at this time of year. All I know is what I'm doing right now and what I'm trying to, where I'm trying to get to and just keep building and, and kind of keep that tunnel focus. Brian? Um, I wish I would have done um, – I wish I wouldn't have taken my starting – Routine or my pitching plan to the bullpen. You did that? Yeah, I felt like I did it first. I was trying to, you know, get ahead. In the season? Yeah. I felt like when I first went from starting to relieving, I was, you know, trying to get ahead, and I'm coming in in this anywhere from the fifth to seventh inning, or fourth to seventh inning, let's say. I mean, your people are coming up for their anywhere from their second to third at bat, and it's a total different part of the game for me. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm trying to get ahead, strike one, and you know it, it's a base hit and then all right so what did you change that i just went more aggressive you know i went when? i started changing that ultimately talking to like you know this cb our, our bullpen coach really helped me out with that um who managed to go the entire year last year without doing a media interview yeah he, the guy hides he's the best hide seek player i've ever seen in my life <laughs> it, is, it is good um <laughs> if you could find him in the locker room good luck i mean then you get him but um no, he really like kind of sat me down one day and was like, "Look, like there's no need to, to to you know just do that." Like for me, it was more you know go in attack mode from the get go. You know, if you're gonna throw a strike, make it an aggressive one. You know, don't make it a, the, the quote unquote get me over. 
So when I when I started to make that adjustment, it really helped me out. Bobby, how about you? I mean, getting when you hit camp, obviously you're in a different situation, and you have to make an impression right away. You made an impression right away. But did you say, I am going to be in the major leagues however many times you're in the major leagues? Um, so, like, me going into last camp, I knew I had a lot of success. Uh, you know, at that point, I was at the double-A level, and I felt really good about getting minor league hitters out. Uh, going into camp, it was kind of going to be like, okay, well, let's see how I do against big league guys. And I, my plan was not change anything, keep kind of doing what was working. And then as camp kept going, kept going on, I was having success, and I am just kind of kept the ball rolling. And um, now had you said this time last year, was the season that we just had going to happen, and was I going to be a part of it? I would have said no. I mean, so I was just, you know. What was the hitter, what was the hitter that you said, okay, now I know I can get guys out? <laughs> I still to this day don't know. Mauer, Morneau, one of the two. <laughs> So, state of baseball, because I, I told you as we were changing the batteries, what we're going to talk about, state of baseball. It's not a, a lot of people think it's not a sexy topic, but I'm, I'm saying it, it is. Because this is what, in the next few years, and it, really this year, this is all every, everyone's going to be talking about. What's wrong with baseball? How can you fix it? What's right? What is going to be going the right direction? Take away shifts, pitch clock, so forth, so on. Rick Porcello, first one up. What is the way that you? What is the thing that you would change in baseball right now? Uh, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to really put your finger on one specific thing. I mean, you can say nothing if you like. Well, first of all, I love the game of baseball. I've always loved the game of baseball, and it definitely stings every time I hear anybody, even including myself you know, just partake in the conversation about what's wrong with baseball. I mean, there's nothing wrong with baseball. It's been the same game for 100-plus years. Um, I think culturally we're changing, and, you know, there's different things that are entertaining now that maybe 50, 60, 70 years ago weren't around. Uh, so you're kind of competing with that. I mean, there's instant there's instant uh, entertainment right in your hands with phones and, and all those sort of things. So, you know, there's a lot of downtime in baseball, and I think uh, with the attention spans that we have nowadays, it, it, it can be difficult um, for people to, to really stay locked into a game from, you know, start to finish, especially some of the games that we play against the Yankees where it's four hours long and there's a lot of, you know, TV breaks and, and all that sort of stuff. But... You know, what, what, what are we going to change? Pitch clock. Okay, so you got a pitch clock. So now instead of the, the, the highest guy in the league who throws his pitch at 34 seconds, who's Baez, now he's got to throw it in 20 seconds. Okay, so there's a handful of guys like that in the league that you're shaving off 15, 16 seconds on. How, how is that improving the pace of the game drastically to the point where it, it's going to be tangible? I mean – you shave off a couple minutes of the game. It, it, the game is still the game. Um, you, you can do whatever you want to do with shifts. I, I don't care either way. Let's just let's just find something that, that we all agree on, and let's just stop talking about, oh, what if they banned it or the possibilities of this. If you want to ban it, ban it. And then we'll position two guys, and we'll shift them in the hole and then keep the other guys on the other side of second base. But we're, we're still going to pitch how we pitch. And it might add a couple more base hits, but – it could, you know, it might bring the double play back into effect because 
nobody turns double plays anymore. So there's always a give and take with, with all these adjustments. Personally, I think the biggest thing in my mind, and this is more for the, the in-house fan, the person that's attending the game that night, the replay deal is it takes way too long. It's too easy to, to leave a call or overturn a call or not or whatever on insufficient evidence. If we have the guy in the tunnel with the headset on, can't we just direct him to New York himself and give a thumbs up or a thumbs down? And if it's a play that needs further discussion or, or anything like that, okay, then the manager meets and, and now it's going to take more time. But some of these plays, the bang-bang plays at first base and the tags at second and some of the plays that it, it, it literally could be two seconds, green light, red light. You yes, know what I no. hate? I hate inconclusive. I hate that. I hate, I hate that too. And, I mean, you, and, and they know this though. Within within a minute, they have all the angles. They know whether it's going to be conclusive or not. I mean, let's just let's speed up this process a little bit. All right, that's good. Good start, Brian. Um, you just concur. I mean, yes, I agree with him 100. percent And my thing would be the replays. Just the replays, the replays take the, the, take too long. And then, um, I mean, it is what it is. I mean. It should it should be a lot simpler than it than it seems. I feel like, um, but I mean, I like like kind of like what Rick started with was, dude. Baseball is awesome. Like, if, I mean, we, we we had to put a net up because people are looking down at their phones the whole time. Like, and I'm guilty of it. Like, I go to so I'll go to a sporting event and look at my phone. I'm guilty of it. But I mean, I just. But it, I think I, Rick, you have actually might have said this to me last year. I can't remember with you, but like, what are you supposed to do? Like what are you supposed? What are you guys supposed to do? You supposed to do splits? What are you supposed to do? Stand I mean, in your uh, head? I, I, what are you? I mean, it's, it is what it is. I, it's, it's you can't be any more entertaining than the game presents it. And let, let's be real, like Rick said, like if you stop the shifting, there's gonna be a couple more base hits. So that's that's gonna be this. I, I mean, you're trying to shave a couple minutes. Honestly, the big fuss when when I got into the big leagues in 2009 was like the la- the lack of power, the lack of home runs, the lack of excitement. So the game has shifted and, and trended in that direction to where now there's a ton of home runs being hit, but the direct result of that is a lot of whiffs, a lot of swing and misses, a lot of strikeouts. So all those other little things that happen throughout the course of a game, bunting, moving guys over, hitting the ball to the right side with the runner on second base, you know, no one out, less than two outs, the little aspects of the game, those are, those are gone. And they're not gone, but... The majority of the teams and their approach is, is not to move runners over. It's to go up there and get your licks and, and yeah, hopefully you get we run paid. into Especially a couple in the with yes. yeah. Hopefully we run into a couple with guys on base and there's your five six runs. But you know it, it, it's always an ebb and flow in the game. There's always going to be conversation and talk about possible improvements or adjustments. But at, at the core of it, I mean, baseball is it's not for everyone. We all know that. Yeah, it's a regional game. The cities that have baseball teams in them. You know, for the most part, they love their ball clubs, and, and that's that's who we apply to. It's not the NFL. It's 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 completely different, and it's an acquired taste or something that people have grown up playing the game. You're a fan of baseball, but if you haven't, it's probably going to be pretty hard for you to understand. And that's kind of where you lose a lot of people right there. Is it, it Bobby? I'll give you a second, but is it weird? You're talking about like the fans and and enjoying the game. People go to Fenway Park and it's like full, right? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. I've always wondered this. Like, if you're a if you're a baseball professional baseball player and you go to Fenway Park every day, 
it's full, and people are singing, and people are doing their thing, and yeah, and people are looking at their phones, but they're for the most part, yeah. it's expensive. Fenway's to different. I, I, right, Fenway's but, different. Right, but but that's what I'm talking about. How can you go to another park and, and, and feel like it's the same thing? I mean, prime example, my cousins that live in Tampa, they come see me play at the Trop. They flew up, became a game of Fenway. They were blown away. They were locked in. They loved. They loved it. They loved the game of Fenway. They were like, "This is incredible!" Like we've never experienced yeah, it, a baseball so game if, like so this. I, so if I'm watching the game in those two different venues, I'm saying, "Oh, you know, if I'm watching it in Tampa, I'm like, yeah, this game's kind of boring." Yes, because you know, because you're not on edge. Because you're not. Because everyone at Fenway is usually on edge, partially mm-hmm. because the seats are so sucky. <laughs> so, but it's it's yes. So I, I always wondered that. All right, Bobby, your turn. What will you change about it? you? Pl- so you played in the minor leagues last. Yeah. So I guess the only thing that I could really comment on, um, just because it was my first year in the big leagues, um, is the uh, when we talk about the pitch clock, because um, they had that in the minor leagues last year. So the only thing that I don't like about the pitch clock is when it can decide in at bat. So a guy gets ball four or strikes out because of the twenty second thing. I, Question: uh, How many times do you see that? I mean, a couple times a year, two, three. Yeah, but if, if that happens in a big league game and it changes the outcome, you know, a strike here or there, a ball here or there, I, I, it happens. But Yeah, and, and the point of it right there is you, you just said yourself, okay, so it's, it, that changes the outcome of a game or an at-bat, but it's happened two or three times where in a big situation where a pitcher is naturally going to take his most time where he's gone over the 20-second pitch clock, why are we even bothering with it? Right. What is the point? Right. To shave minutes. A couple minutes. Five seconds. minutes. Seconds. All right, I'm hijacking the show. All seconds. Right. Rick saw this last year, last year too, when I hijacked the show. What about this? And this was uh, from a guy named Bill Polian that was pretty big in the NFL with the uh, Indianapolis Colts. All right. He said it's ridiculous that they can watch frame by frame for a replay. They should be able to watch it in real time. That's what the umpires have to see. That's what you guys see. Why are they watching it? Like, you you can you can there this place where you see it and the ball is here and the guy hasn't quite squeezed the glove yet. The umpire is looking at something. He calls him out or safe. That should just be done with it. The replay system, the way it is right now, is a joke. Bradford wants his mic back. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hello. All right, there we go. You turned my mic off because you know I would interrupt you. That's a good point, Doug. We paid you. you we pay you in airtime. It was a very good point. I wasn't really listening <laughs> to anything you said, but it was a very good point, and I'm happy you get that off your chest. But you know, this is what we're talking about. And I actually, I, I'm, so I've been a big pitch clock guy, just because I saw it. Uh, I've seen it in the minor leagues. I saw it in the Arizona Fall League. I'm like, oh, you don't really notice it, and and. No, you don't notice. It doesn't it. change anything. But here's here's my and I'm with you what all you guys are saying about the pitch lock. I'm you guys know better than I do. But I will say this. Remember when a couple years ago they they had the hitters uh, they said you can't step out of the batter's box. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Well Ortiz like flipped out that first day. Like like what are you telling me I can't do that? And then a year later he said it was the best thing that ever happened because I was just thinking about moving on to the next at bat. I do feel like with pitchers, you guys are pitching at your best for the most part when you're pitching with rhythm, with tempo. So I can't imagine that, like that pitching slower or or, or 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 but basically having that impetus to 
to maybe pitch a little quicker is, would be a terrible thing. But, Bobby, I mean, your point is a very good one, which is I don't want it to see decide games. I don't want to see decide key at-bats. But I, I, I don't. I just feel like you, if you just get in the rhythm of doing it, it's okay. There's yeah. no one on our staff, I think, to that effect. It would no. affect. I, Drew would have been the only honestly, one. Honestly, at the end of the day, I don't really care. My point is, is we're talking about the state of the game and, and focusing on a pitch clock is should be the last on the list. That's not anything that's going to be a tangible result that, that, that people can experience you know, a positive change in the game from, in, in my opinion. It's going to shave off nine minutes. And I'm saying well, that's okay. facts. And, I'm and, making and the your people point. That, the people that want to watch the game or that are watching the game, are they, they looking at their watch and saying, well, I'm, well, I'm this game ended up at, ended at 11.34 instead of 11.41 yeah, or whenever. Two I'm hours and 51 minutes I'm, or three I'm, hours? I'm with you. I'm with you. That's what my point. Every time they come out and say, every time they, they come out and say, hey, you know, we shaved off this many. Look at the average time. Like, who cares? Yeah, would you rather watch a, a baseball game that's dull and boring and ends in two hours and 50 minutes or a game that's exciting that ends in three hours? Not, I'm not saying that this would have any effect on that, but my point is that the time of the game has nothing to do with the action, the, incite, the excitement, and the actual play on the field. I got a question. What was what was the the viewing? How were the TV viewings for the playoffs? Not just the World Series playoffs. Not good. Not good. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So it wasn't good. No. Well, I mean, you compare it to fo- are you comparing to football? football? No, I'm just saying compare it to the year before. I don't. I, I'm. Well, I think the problem is you have the LA market. I mean, the LA, are you talking about the World Series or the playoffs? I'm saying the playoffs in general. Red Sox, Yankees, good. Red Sox, there's a reason why, you guys know this, there's a reason why every, the ESPN is going to default to the Yankees, Red Sox every time. Because they get good ratings every single time. And and so that's why you guys have to play those Sunday night games as much as you do. But uh, it's, we have this conversation every time when the playoffs roll, roll around. In playoff baseball, it's like playoff hockey. It's like a lot of playoff sports. It's, it's completely – you're on edge every pitch. You guys pitch in a seven – you guys played in a seven-hour game. That's insane. Yes. He played the seven-hour game. Yeah, we watched. We watched. Okay. Pierce, Pierce didn't even remember I pitched that game. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah, at one point I looked over and Pierce had his spikes on. He was ready to go in. Like, yeah, no, I no. pitched four hours ago, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I just haven't changed. <laughs> I was right. I started the game. Remember? I think Chris was the only one that might have had to go on the left. He, no, yeah. he, to go, he was going to have to go to the outfield when, when Nunez was crumpled at the plate. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. actually a funny story. Okay, I had to run down with Chris to give him uh, my outfit, my BP glove. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I was standing on the rail right next to Chris when Nunez went down for I don't know which time, and we're kind of like, man, I wonder who's left, and we're like, I think it's me. I need to go put spikes on. Oh, really? <laughs> that was crazy. I thought he was going in. I thought he was going cause No, I, we all – I mean, I think a lot of people thought he was going in. Yeah, so – but it, that, that – congratulations. That was a really good game. I'm here, to, I'm here to build up and not tear down. Thank you, Brad. You're, you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, but that was a really good game. Like, but it's a seven-hour game, and, and, and i got to be honest, that might have been a bit much. I, in, in full disclosure, that might have been a bit much. And I, it's weird because when you guys are in the dugout for that game – I would imagine you're still, everyone's exhausted, but you're probably still like every single pitch is important, right? And we're like, oh, my goodness, this is a bit much. 
I, I, this, I'll, I'll just tell you how I felt going through that. Scenario. I never once thought it was a bit much. I just, yeah, we, I just wanted to win. Well, that that particular phrase never crossed my mind. Yeah, that was. This is, this is a those bit are not much. the words. Somebody get a hit. Yeah. This is a bit much. No, it was not a bit much. Yeah. It was more. I know. I'm just. Can, 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 can I just? Can I be honest? Can, is it all right to be honest when I'm sitting there and I have to fend off the uh, yeah, Dodger dogs yeah, and? Yeah. Be no, honest. they cut the food off. No, not for me. Oh, well, no, no, I heard they cut. I heard they cut the food. No, off. they went through eight hundred Dodger dogs in the in the press box that game. Eight hundred, just in the press box. Just in the press box. Just in the press box. Was it the hot dog eating contest? Uh, no, because oh, I'm sorry. Whoops! Oh, look, look, I'm taking out waitress. Time that he's done that. <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he doesn't know do this hands. <laughs> Okay, I, I read, in case the people are listening at home, I ran into the waitress Intentional here. Intentional initiation <laughs> of contest. <laughs> My, oh, it's not the same waitress. I was going to no. apologize. Wow, that a boy. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask for that food. We'll take the take, fine. We'll take the KCD over here. Take another sip of your beer. <laughs> All right, okay. All right, there you go. Anyway, so. 800. 800, yeah, 800 Dodger dogs in the back of the press box. Wow. Send one down one time. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, you don't. They're like, oh, are you kidding me? Really? They're in like one of those the metal vats. Yeah, but I in like inning number 13, you, oh, anything no, sounds good. You can eat, like, you don't, can't you eat like in the game? Like, isn't there something like, no? no? The last thing it's, I was thinking about is food frown, at that point It's time. frowned upon. Oh, is it really? Well, I mean, I wasn't even, you don't, you're not hungry eating that. It's a World Series. You want to win the game. You're not thinking, oh, I think I'm going to get a Dodger dog. Well, I'm not gonna lie. At hour number six, I was starving. Well, were you? Oh. I was. Uh, well, I was like eating the entire seed. Wasn't even spitting the shell out anymore. <laughs> it was kind of bad. I had Cundy. Cundy. Oh, our bat boy was yelling at me because I had a. I had bat. Yeah. A certain seat in the dugout where we were doing well, so I had to like sit in the camera well, essentially, because we were doing well at that point. But from the player's perspective, is it like what's going on here? As for a second straight year. You guys are fans of the game, and I know that each of you are at different stages of your career. But still, like from a baseball perspective, I'll tell you from a reporter's perspective, it was, oh, my goodness, what what's going on? It used to be very, very regimented. You go to the winter meetings. You get the stuff done. Maybe it leaks into a couple weeks after that. You get all these signings done. You can have all of January off, and none of that happened. Instead, we're still sitting here. So, what was your what was your guys' perspective? Is this bad or good for baseball, or is something have to be tweaked, or what's going on? I, Rick, mm. yeah, Rick on this one. Oh, Rick, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got nothing. I'm, yeah, I mean, no, I'm just, <laughs> there's obviously an adjustment period that's going on right now with free agent signings and how teams are going about it. And you know, I think uh, two years is a sample size large enough to understand that something's going on, but. Uh, Sometimes it's difficult to put your finger on exactly what it is or how you can change it and fix it. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot of owners out there that probably, no, I'll take that back. <laughs> I won't say that. Um, well, I, uh, nah, go no, ahead. Go ahead. So what I'm saying, as a, as a fan, yeah. as a fan of baseball, yes. you want to see the best players play. Yes. Well, it's the only sport where – that like you look at basketball right when when uh, NBA free agency comes around, everyone lines up for the for the top free agents. That's how it is. The best players, everyone wants the best players. 
and now we're sitting here, and the best players are just sitting there. Yeah, like as a fan, you guys don't feel comfortable. When, when I, this is fine. I mean, no, when, when I was a kid, yeah, and I grew up in Lakeland, I'd go to a Tigers game. I wanted to see the. You want to see the best players play. Like you want to see. Like, see Dad, can you take me to see Rick Porcello pitch? Yeah, I mean, or I mean, shoot. Actually, the funny thing is, is Tony Tony Clark. Remember? Oh, Tony going to watch Clark. Tony Clark. He was good. Um, and I, it's just like, as a kid, you remember growing up and seeing that kind of stuff. It's like you know, I'm pretty sure kids want to see Bryce Harper hitting home runs in batting practice or in the game and, and doing that. Like they want to see uh, Craig coming in the ninth inning. They want to see him run in. They want to, you know. But part of the fun for me as a kid was, and I, people like doing this, is like the, the offseason and, and talking about this stuff, talking about comings and goings and signings and this and that. And like you said, Rick, I mean, we don't, who knows? I mean, there's a million different, not a million different reasons. Yeah. There's some reason for it. But it's, it's like, it, this is, we talk about popularity of the game. It would be nice to have, like, clarity. Clear, thank you. That's why you're here. For me, it's it, it, it's hard to it's hard to figure out how such a large proportion of the league is is not trying to be competitive. And when you have the best players in the game sitting on the free agent market for as long as they have, and I'm sure those guys have gotten offers. I don't know the details of how many how many years or for how much money or whatever. But if they'd gotten a, a halfway legitimate offer up to their value or what they perceived as their value, they probably would have signed by now. So now you're looking at teams that are big market teams that are going after big fish and paying them small money or smaller money. Now that's not the case with Machado and the Padres. That's a great deal. But there's a lot of other guys that that are signing smaller contracts than they normally would, but those small market teams aren't competing with those still. So you've got 30% of the league or whatever it is that's not trying to win, and you've got all the big market teams that are could potentially spend money on these players and not overspend. But you know so why? At some point, but you know why some of that happens? Because like because they say like, look at Tampa. Tampa wins yeah. 90 games, that's, yeah. and they say, well, we can do it that way. We can get by. We can we can uh, finagle the analytics. We can we can have a we can have a, an opener. Which isn't going to cost us as much money one time, one time through the the rotation, you know. They're finding excuses why they can do this. Am I wrong? No, no. no. I, I, You're not wrong. Let's Thank see you. how it works out over an extended period of time. So I will say about the whole opener thing. Uh, like, I think I, it's stupid. Well, well, Sorry. I'm, I'm, no, no. If you guys are ever openers. No, it, I, I get it. But like, so when 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 a reliever comes in the game, it's because Rick, Chris, David. Uh, Eddie, Evo, come in and, and establish the inner part of the plate, let's say, or they do certain parts of their game that allows, when a reliever comes in, what makes him good or somebody else good to come in and allows them to do that. Like, when you throw a fastball down and away and they take it, they're like, oh, my God, why do you take that? It's because Rick, David, or, or Chris have been a throwing inside and, and, a, and, and opened up the outside for them. But one inning doesn't allow that, so it's kind of a different Well, you know, so if you go to the wild card game, the, the Yankees A's yes. and and I'm thinking alright you know you're doing the whole opener thing you're doing the bullpen game but against the Yankees the Yankees are built for the home run yes. so all it takes is one of these nine pitchers and I know I'm not nine but one of these bunch of pitchers to have be off 
and give up a three-run homer, and good luck, you're playing catch-up. And to me, that made no sense at all. No sense. And and we did you know this? So Rich Hill, Rich Hill was on this podcast, the very same podcast that you guys were on immediately after the season. And he was saying that what game did he start? He started game four. 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 He said that uh, that he didn't know that he was starting uh, the the until the morning of the that game really? because because they because Dave Roberts. Because they were toying with the idea of having an opener for that game. And to me, that's the ultimate overthinking. And obviously, he wasn't happy about that. But to me, that's like you get a guy in regular rest who who obviously is a good pitcher. And you're just, it's just, just too much overthinking. Too much. Yeah, I think that that's said perfectly. It's overthinking. I mean, what advantage are you going to gain by bringing a reliever in to face the lineup for the first or the second time through and then bring Rich Hill into the game? I don't understand. I, I Honestly, I know I know Tampa won 90 games and everybody's making a big deal about the formula that, that they've been using, but they still have guys that are covering four or five innings in the mid part of that game. Right. Yarbrough, Chirinos. Jalen Beeks. I mean, Jalen Beeks. Yeah. These guys, just start them yeah. and see how far they can go. What are, you, what are you gaining by bringing in a reliever to throw 100 miles an hour to, to get through the first time through the lineup? At some point, these guys are going to come around again, and over the course of a 162-game season, this is essentially probably going to balance out. And the ebb and flow of the game and your team, everything's out of control now. you got guys coming in throwing two innings, four innings, one inning, like... It's hard to define roles, and it makes it difficult to prepare as a player. And, and this also kind of goes towards the flow of the game. You know, pitching changes in the first, second inning. It's like we're doing this already, and then you're bringing in a matchup in the third inning because Benintendi's up and Mookie's on deck or whatever it is, and it's the third, and we got runners on, and it's p- potential scoring threat. I mean, this is all part of but this is this is all part of the game. But you know, those teams that 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 don't have the ability to acquire top starting pitching in the free agent market or they're not cultivating guys in the minor leagues and they feel like this is the way they got to go okay i mean good all i'm saying is good luck yeah because there hasn't been a team that's won the world series that hasn't had a starting rotation and guys that can cover innings and then a well-formed bullpen so but it but it goes beyond even the the teams that aren't paying the money or have low budgets it's the teams that are overthinking things. Are thi- are just this is the way things are going, and it's not only that. It's it's whether you guys live through it with the analytic stuff. I mean, I think there's a lot of good, right? I mean, oh, yeah. But there's also, I mean, there's probably a lot more of it. Like this is another thing that we I talked about with Rich. I mean, the 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 amount of stuff that the Dodgers did. The Dodgers have the biggest analytic department in baseball, and it was almost like you know paralysis by analysis to a certain degree. So it's, uh, I think all of it, we have to find a landing spot for all this stuff. And I don't know if we are, but there's a lot of overthinking. So anyway. Well, I don't think we can do anything. It's on a case-by-case basis. And, and teams are copycats. They see one formula working, and now all of a sudden you got 10 teams trying to go about it one way. you got another, you know, meet of the league trying to go about it another way. And then you have your... Your big market teams. I mean, it's it's basically staged like that. But now you're finding teams that have the ability to spend money and acquire talent decide that we're not going to do that. That we're going to, you know, 
do whatever they're doing, bring up young guys, whatever it is. And it's not even bring up young guys because you've got teams that are holding young guys back. Yep. So yeah, it's clock. like, okay, so if I'm not going to see Vladimir Guerrero Jr. play on opening day and I'm not seeing the veteran guy that's been in the league for 10 years and a household name, what am I watching? Yeah. Essentially. I mean, again, this is, these are all generalized statements, and, and you can find, I'm sure, a contradictory, you know, scenario to it, you know, in, in certain instances. But for the most part, which one is it? You know, at least one of them has to happen. At least these guys on the free agent market got to be picked up. Or these young guys, like, stop holding them back. Stop trying to acquire more team control or push them back or whatever it is. When they're ready to come to the big leagues, they're ready. And, you know, I get it for a couple of weeks, but this kid's been down in the minor leagues now for almost a year and a half, and he should have been in the big leagues. Well, you know what a lot of this is. It's like contracts. Yeah, they don't want to clock. Absolutely. But so, so you're not bringing these guys up to start the clock so that you can have more control so that, you know, arbitration, that's another year away. Now I've got seven years of control over this guy as opposed to six or whatever it is. But we're also not going to go get the free agent starting pitcher that we probably could get for relatively cheap because there's not a competitive market for it. What, what, is, what is going on? It's a good point. I hope we get to get to the bottom of it by the time we have a fourth annual Twin Peaks podcast. I don't see it happening. No. Oh, I not, just, uh, not, oh, not by will, will, you, will you be back? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> see, this is, this is almost like it was very uncomfortable last year because Joe Kelly was in his contract year. And we, did, we, just, we just played it off like, you know, it's just another year. And that's not what Rick is powering through as well. <laughs> so, yeah. And I know just another year. It just, just, just another year. I know that this is this pulls at your heartstrings. So this is this time of year. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna even ask you about that stuff, Rick. You're welcome. Because what else are you gonna say? Bring I'm it doing on, you Brad a favor. Bro. Bring what? it on. Oh, you, oh, you wanted this? Go. How's it feel to be in the contract year? Feels fine. I just feel the same year. as I did last year. Yeah. There you go. Still upright. Still wearing the Boston Red Sox uniform. I'm pretty damn happy about it. <laughs> and now we got a ring on our fingers. You gonna sign an extension before the before the opening day? I don't know. That's a great question. Thanks. If, uh, if there's an extension offered to me, I'll definitely. There's been no extension offered to you yet. <laughs> no. Okay. You remember when you signed? Me neither. You signed. You Bobby, I'm still no waiting. Bobby, you got one? No. Nope. Doug, no extension. <laughs> no. We're waiting. Uh, I remember when you signed the the extension on opening day. Yeah. I talked to you two days before. Yeah. I could tell something was afoot. You didn't know. Nobody knew. No, I was I, like, whoa, 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 what's this? Can you see this? the future? No, I could tell by no, your reaction. Was, you that, were very, was, I was asking you a contract question, and you were very uneasy about it. That thing was executed to perfection. Nobody knew until. Oh, oh the Players' Tribune? Nobody knew until 24 hours after the fact. It was, it was incredible. <laughs> uh, the, why the player, the player, you have stock in the Players' Tribune? No, I don't have stock no. in the Players' Tribune. That's Jeter how runs it. He's, you know. Favorite player of mine growing up. Okay, here, 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 Jeep. <laughs> there you go. Throw you this. <laughs> you know what's a good Jeep's way? You know what the you know what the modern day version of the Players Tribune is? The Bradford Show. The Bradford Show. <laughs> Thank you. So <laughs> just keep that in mind. Uh, all right, so, uh, you guys have been very generous with your time. So the last thing we'll do, obviously, is the time honored tradition of asking me a question or asking Doug a question, if you like, because I know 
Bobby, you want to go first? You haven't talked in a while. Uh, He's been doodling on his phone. <laughs> yeah, <what's, laughs> I'm gonna let BJ go respect. first because I don't have. No, you're going first. No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't have first. a good question yet. I want. I want He can't sit through a nine inning game. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, BJ. Okay, Doug. What was your? Let me go, Doug. Go ahead. He has to switch the thing. Go I've, already, ahead. I've already interviewed you. Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead, Doug. What would your theory be for you know the slow motion stuff? The slow for, motion. Just for, what would you do? Just what I would do is I would have no. another umpire. It wouldn't, wouldn't cost you that much money. You, send, you, you, you give him a signal. Okay. He looks at it in real time and says, look, the that's umpire got it right or wrong. So Being gr- done. So red light, green light. Red light, green light, done. Thumbs up, thumbs down, done. Now, when Steve, everybody knows Steve Palermo, the umpire that was uh, shot when he was helping that woman who just recently died. He was a supervisor of umpires. He asked me one time in our booth up in Fenway. He said, can you, you know, look at how long it takes for games and go back a little bit? He said, because I have it. And he, you know, because we've been talking about it for a while. And everybody was blaming the commercial breaks and this, that, and the other thing. And to be honest with you, every little part only adds so much but we at that time had clay who was a human rain delay okay but <laughs> you don't have to say anything i got your mic anyway so it was you know it was one of those things where it's it's not the whole length of the game it's the pace of the game that really bothers people it's like you know you get out to yankee stadium and their manager will switch pitchers five times in one inning that just drives people nuts, and so. So, do you think maybe having a, a limited amount of pitching games you can do I, one? I don't. Th- I don't think you can do that. That, that changes oh, the whole talk. game. That changes the whole game so drastically. Well, it's like, get hurt how do you too. how do you say that you can't have a shift? Yeah. Well, you can't. Okay, in football, you can't have a wide receiver. I mean, what, what are you what are you talking about? You've got to keep the basics of the game. But does anybody know who invented the bat? The oh my glove? god! The batting glove. Switch the mic off. Doc Harrelson. And it draw, it guess, guys, it we're trying to like lower this. the demographic, Doug. I know, but I just wish... <laughs> hang on a second. I just wish they'd stop with the... Get the guys in the box. You guys don't control that. Yes, Brazier. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get back. Yes. Excellent. Excellent point. Uh, whose mic was that you shut off? Rick's? That was me. Oh, Rick's back. Oh, there you go. All right. Now that you've had time to contemplate. Yeah. What question? I, you? I don't have a good one for you. I'm not going to put you on the spot. Why? Go ahead. I, I'm, I put you. I'm you, curious. I, I put you on the you spot. Guys, you guys are in the clubhouse with us every day. Yep. Spring training, rain or shine. Bradfoe's there at my locker, trying to get a sound bite after I've already done my interview. That's not true. I didn't do that That's last always year. Always true. It's, no. It's like 12 uh, we, o'clock we, we, at night. I gave up nine runs against the Blue Jays, and Bradfoe's standing in the corner. Hey, you got a second? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> What do you got, buddy? <laughs> yeah. My question, during the World Series and the entire playoff run, one, are you pulling for us? Like, is it is it emotional at all for you? Are you feeling anything? Like, if we go down or we go up, are you excited? Are you chapped? And two, do you know the media members that are and aren't pulling for us? I, I think that your your guys' perspective of this, I'll answer this in a second, but your guys' perspective of it is probably not reality. I don't think that... No, I don't think it is either. That's why I'm trying to gain some clarity on Yeah, so I, I don't... Uh, that's, uh, it's probably like, oh, that guy's pulling against us, that guy's pulling for us. Yeah. 
like I, I, I think the way that I look at it, like so, I grew up. I grew up a Red Sox fan. I grew up. My first, the '78 team was my team, and so forth and so on. So I grew up a Red Sox fan. But then you have a family, you have a business, and it becomes what's good for business. And I've said this a lot, where it becomes what's good for business, but you also, you know, you like human beings. You like human beings that you deal with. So it's human nature for the human beings, and it can maybe be someone on the other team, maybe it's another manager, where you say, hey, you know, I hope they really do well. That's so, it. So like Rich Hill, you're rooting for Rich Hill. Yeah, Rich Hill is a really nice guy. Yeah, like I, 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 I was, I was really <laughs> pulling for Rich Hill. No, but it's, it's. I think that's sort okay, of how. If Rich Hill's pitching versus Rick Porcello, who are you rooting for? It's a tie. I play for the tie. No, that is, that's like kissing your sister. It can't Sounds like a pretty coach dance. Yeah, that can't happen. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Pick one. What? Put you on the spot. I, know, I, I would never pick. I would never. Oh, oops, sorry. Wait, you ran into another person. Uh, that's, that's all he Butch. But, hold on. I'm not finished answering my question. Doug. So you. So the answer is, the answer is, you root for the time of game, number yeah. one. Yep. And... You root for you root for storylines, and you root for the people. I guess rooting for, but you hope that the people that you 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 like, and you know, honestly, the people you don't like, the people who treated you crap, like crap, or in your eyes, maybe in an interview or something, you don't root. Whether no matter what yeah. team they play for, oh, that's yeah. perfectly no, understandable. No, no. Yeah. That's and, a great answer, Brad. It's, but that's the truth. It's truthful. And, yeah. and but I, I think that there are some there are some it's easier to write about the team when they win. I just want to know if like Pete Abes is like sitting up there in the press box with like a thing of popcorn and like I hang the change up and give him a home run and he's like, Come on <laughs> Like Maybe out. Maybe <laughs> Maybe I love that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. I have no idea. I have no idea. Every time I look up there, like in between it's, a pitch, I see Bradford just typing away. <laughs> what what is he typing? I'm, I'm yeah, he's got good vision. I'm go, I'm Googling. <laughs> I can't see the signs. I, I'm go, I'm Googling. It's it's I think that put it this way, the I know that there are people probably who root harder than other people, but it's they can't be overt about it. Yeah, because then then it's frowned. Honestly, we have this. So there's like a code. There is a code. Okay. I mean, this is what I want. If if you if you if you like if he's like oh you know root if if you're caught if you're caught rooting or something you're not going to be perceived as just not as professional. Yeah. And but I'll tell you this: being in a different uh, locker room, uh, different press boxes, like I go in the Patriots press box, people are there's a lot of people pounding the desk. You know, there is there are people rooting. You know, rooting more than I think in baseball club or press boxes. Certainly, mm. absolutely. So I don't love that. Why? I don't know. I just like. Do you, you want, want? Do you want, want, want like the baseball writers passion. to root for you? No, not for me personally. I think I'm, there, I'm, are I'm pas- there are passionate. I'm, I'm, there are I'm passionate curious. people. The passionate people like, oh, that that's a really good play. That's a really good game. The and, reaction. And this is also it comes back to this too, is that. And people, this is the thing that a lot of people won't admit. It is so much easier to cover a team when you're winning than you're doing well. I went through the 2011 collapse in September, and it was like you're walking down that clubhouse, and how many different ways can you ask how you suck? And how many different they don't want to and they, they and they don't want to answer it. They don't want to talk about it. I mean, you guys don't want it when you're on a losing streak. You don't want to talk about it. And everything is a lot more difficult. And, and also, it's good for business when you guys win the World Series. Let's be honest. That's how it is. Yeah. 
Let's, oh, there, oh, there you go. Is it, what? Does he have a question? I don't care. <laughs> what? Oh, uh, what's? <laughs> Are you, are you are you like vetting? Like, come on, dog. So you're vetting the, the vetting Dug the fans. <laughs> it's like Eddie Vedder. Is Eddie Vedder? What's? Oh, there you go. There you go. All right. Well, the fans have come up. So. Uh, oh my Bradfo show. Bradfo show. Bradfo show podcast. <laughs> Where are you from? Uh, put him on the mic. Can't believe he doesn't know the Bradfo show. No, oh, come on! Put him on. If you come over, you got to put him on the mic. All, all over the world. Yeah, he's from. He's from all over. The world. All right. Okay. We'll be done in a second. He looks exactly. Like, all right. Okay. <laughs> what do you say? I'm getting, he's, he's getting, he's getting loaded, he's getting loaded, getting over, loaded there. over there. Does he look exactly like Eddie Vedder? You say where, where? Where are you from? I'm all, all over from the world. all over the world. That's fair. That's fair. Sure. I think right, he can hear you. Oh, okay. Okay. Did I answer? I want to. Did I answer my that question good? Yeah. yeah. Well, what, no, that was yeah. Good. What do you care about what I think? Yeah, you answered it great. Well, how do you? How, is it? Did I answer how you would think I would answer, or how it is? Yeah. Did, no, that's. A, I expected a professional answer from you. I was looking for something a little bit more juicy, but that's fine. Do you think that people root? Do you? Is there Ratings a, are down. Is there a perspective of <laughs> that, that people that the writers are rooting against you guys? No, not at all. I'm curious because you do have to be unbiased. You have to, you know, you, you got to write what you got to write. Right. And But you're around the team more than anybody. Right. So where, you know, well, it's different. Where, does it, where does it start? Where does it stop? Well, the difference is the radio, and this is the thing that, like, the radio guy, you know, if you're on the radio, you don't have to go into the locker room after the game, right? Or you don't have to go in the locker room basically at all. Yeah. And, I mean, Doug knows this. Is this. You know who the biggest guy that wears it on his sleeve? Joe Castiglione. Oh, my God. They, yes. That's a whole different ball. <laughs> I mean, it's just. I it, was. I do he games. Will, he cries after games if you lose. He it's would. Like, he's so. Swinging a pop-up. So, so, I, that's because uh, Joe's the best. Joe. He is the best. See, you want him to be that way, though. But Joe's different. But Joe's, Joe's a he, legend. He, Don't he, put yourself in Joe's place. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he. When 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 the Yankees is a big home run or something, he will pound the desk. Oh. He will pound well, the desk. We're doing it simultaneously. Yes. <laughs> well, there Joe, you go. Joe is the best. I've worked with him now for twenty six years up in the booth. Yep. It's so. unbelievable. He is. I call him Mr. Magoo sometimes because he's just so That's oblivious good. to everything else. You must love that. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he loves it. <laughs> yeah, All sure right, Bobby, what do you got? Bobby's got a great question. Hello, Bobby. I know you're doing the marathon. Oh. I just want to. Uh, here, Donate money to my charity. Yeah, which, which charity was that again? David Ortiz Children's Foundation. I'm that's saving right, lives. That's right. One mile at a time. So, what is uh, what's your pregame mentality? How are you going to get through this? It's mental toughness, Bobby. It's mental toughness. Did he ask you that? We, we know it wasn't your question, Bob. <laughs> you were taking the headset off. <laughs> we knew it wasn't your question. I feel like he, he's still laughing. He thinks he's so clever. <laughs> you're you're give sitting me, me, two feet now, apart. Now that, now that <laughs> I know that question has been, now that I know that question is planted, you got to come up with another one. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. did you not see him the whole time? This one. Like, make sure he writes it down on a piece of paper. So yeah, you read it be a little verbatim. bit conspicuous. And that's the question you gave him about me running the marathon. Yeah. Oh God. It, it, it's Bradford. It's sponsored it, by Boom Sauce. He's going to get through sauce. it. Yes. Go on. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. No, 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 no. Are you, are you no. buying dinner? It's like my dad. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. 
In that case, another round for me and my friends. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Come on, you got no question. I don't really have much. Not about the media. This is a media question. That was a very good question by Rick. Ask him something about... No, you know what? I'm not helping you. Do it. Jesus, All right. Bobby. No, Doug, come on. Sorry, fans. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, fans. I don't have anything good. It's Bobby Pointer. <laughs> Apologize to the fans. Bobby. Number 78 in your did. hearts. <laughs> How many interviews did you do last? You did more interviews than any other time in your life last year. Oh, yeah. Did you get better at them? Yeah, I That's feel pretty... Home comfortable interview. You seem very comfortable right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like being on the spot, all right? I, this is live. I feel fine. Have you got any texts from people saying that I'm hearing you on the Bradfoe show right now? No, I don't know. Are we live? No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, so you, you, you go into a major league clubhouse and, you know, when I go down to Pawtucket, so when I, when I see the players down Pawtucket, it's almost like when, when someone from Boston comes down there, it's almost like there's a, like a life raft. <laughs> like, hey, you know, so am, I wrong? am I wrong? No, you're, no, you're not wrong. I'm right, right? Boston Rider comes down to Pawtucket. What's going on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Looking left and right. Guys are playing ping pong. Yeah, Guys are diving. Yeah, I've never felt more important than when I walk into the McCoy Stadium. <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> how's the club? How's the press box up there? Yeah. Not great. Did you get great. hot dogs? Yeah, Dodger dogs. 800 of them. That was a good question, Rick. I'm still like I'm still like very stunned by that. How good that question was. How many? Uh, You're welcome. Yeah. Can we take it over and under? How many you ate personally? Uh, well, so I'm on this diet. You, you know, the 12 or 21. <laughs> what? Either both of them are impressive. It's protein. Is that is that two balls, one strike, or one two? I, I, I never know which one comes it's, first. It's protein. It's protein. Dodger dogs are protein, right? Did you go no bun or no bun? No, no, no. Come on, no. What do you mean? I haven't eaten. What do you mean no bun? Dunk the bun in the water. What were you doing? I haven't eaten a fork. I haven't eaten a carb in 365 days. Oh my gosh, that's like they did from Step Brothers. Yeah, I haven't had a carb since 06. What do you think I got that line? You want to punch me in the face right now, Rob? You want to punch me in the face? Why don't you go ahead and do it? We got so much room for activities. Uh, yeah, so I, I had a few Dodger Dogs protein. Yes. Uh, so that's it. No more questions? Oh. Still waiting on Bobby. Yeah. Nothing, Bobby? Nothing. Who, who are your two favorite coworkers that you like and respect the most? I asked, oh. this, question, I asked this question two years ago. You did? Yeah. Did you? I can't believe you wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> I was in I was in high A. <laughs> Should have had Brad push. All the all the kids are in high A. This is that's my demographic. Who is that's who, a good question though. But who is Let's revisit the the Mike? Who did I say two years ago? Do huh? you remember? No, we'll find out. Mike, who my colleagues like other writers? Yeah, two most respected. Well, Evan Drellick, who just got fired. No, but Evan Drellick, I did a show right, with. Wait, wait. We don't know if we're allowed to laugh at that or not. No. no. <laughs> Wait, yeah, was that serious? No, he'll find I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not laughing. Yes, he got fired. But he'll find another job. Don't worry about Evan. He's No, I'm asking, was he are you answering the question or are you just Yeah, saying, he was that's fine. I'm friends with Evan. That's why I can joke about him. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, you know I mean, you were laughing. If someone's you sick, you can joke about him. It's it's all right, he'll get better. He'll find a job. But that's I'm trying to guess who I who I said two years ago. Was it Alex Spear? Well, I, I wanna know now. Okay, now um, yeah, times have changed. Yeah. Ian, Ian Brown, I hang out with quite a bit from MLB.com. I like all of them. I like all of them, almost all of them. I like to to, uh, to to wrap things up. To answer your question, I get along with almost everybody, with with a big emphasis on almost. Uh, Not so, true. 
What? I see the looks and glances he gets. Who? From you me? Do. Yeah. From, oh, from other, from other writers? Yeah. Do tell. We'll talk about it another time. Oh, come on. Open uh, we got to wrap it up. Okay. We wrap it up. All right. We got to wrap it up. All right. All right. Doug, thank you for your, thank you above all, Doug, you, for Doug. coming out. Thank you Once much. again. Okay, whatever. Bobby <laughs> Bobby Pointer, I hope this was an enjoyable experience. Oh, I'm getting I'm I'm working my way into it. Alright, you did a fine job. Did you enjoy yourself? It was great. Alright, yeah, good. Alright, Brian Johnson. Beautiful time. Excellent job. Brad photos could be my last, thank you. <sighs> this is like don't say that. Don't. I'm just kidding. Well the the budget again I we, wanted to see how much you cared. We have it <laughs> we have we have an exorbitant budget and if 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 there is a question about years or money, just that. We, we might be able to put things over the top. I'll come back. All right. I'll come back. I'll come back. All right. Be pitching uh, for the Gi- Hokkaido Giants next year. <laughs> Breaking. Could All right. Fun. All right. Thank Breaking you. News. Thank, thank you, everybody. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand-new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Tired of companies like Google and Facebook watching everything you do online? There's actually a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. How did one man go from the scion of a Bay Area sausage company to triple murderer? Bud Stewart was always just a little off the rails. I'm Natalia Gravich, and I explored this question and many others on The Sausage King, a new podcast from KCBS Radio and Odyssey. He would park the truck with the pig and the straw in front of my campaign headquarters. Didn't like to follow any rules. Subscribe and listen now on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.